Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. <laughs> well, nope. yeah, nope. yeah. Well, well, we, the the cars, the cars on. It, it's chilling. Well, it's idling. We're good. It, we're is, good. it is an old Honda. It is an old <laughs> Honda. So. Um, as you can already kind of figure out, like I have, uh, pretty much one of my favorite, uh, wrong wheel drive people out there. Um, many would say that this person is the main mommy of grid life as being the co-founder. And, you know, this guy is just, every time I see him, I'm just like, damn, you guys are doing good. Um, and today we have on. Mr. Adam Jabay, thank you for making the time and troubleshooting What's a lot up, of buddy? little electrical <laughs> issues. Yeah, I think your soundtrack intro has a main relay problem, a ground problem, or an ignition problem. So. Um, I'm looking to do a coil on plug com- conversion. Yeah, so dude, you know, you got to get rid of that dizzy, man. <laughs> oh yeah. man, so. There- there was a long time where I hoarded OEM Honda Dizzies and OEM Honda Axles and OEM Transmissions. Mm-hmm. And like, but I'm, they're all still here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, in the words of one of our greatest orators um, of, of this generation, I, I think one of the best-selling artists in the world, um, I, I think I'm just going to let, let this person uh, say for... So if this is truly a conversation... And I say, let the conversation begin. Thank you, Garth Brooks. So, <laughs> so you know. I wonder where the bodies are buried with that guy, you know? There's got to be a few of them out there. You he's know, got friends in low places and six feet under. <laughs> oh, he, he's got friends in very low places. We all know that. Very. But, you know. It, what a weirdo. Let's <laughs> let the conversation begin. Let's talk about Let the Garth. conversation begin. Um. So like obviously, God, I love that. And um, since you're talking about it, Axel's um, it's like five people who know what jokes are <laughs> <from> making. <laughs> so stupid. Oh yeah. man! So since uh, you talked about use of axles, did you ever do like the cheat uh, fix for those where you put duct tape on it? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! They call me yeah, the, the biggest problem with like front wheel drive axles uh, on old Hondas at the racetrack are that. They all come from like, you know, some generic parts store. Yeah. And like the cores aren't precise and, you know, it's just a, it's an amalgamation of like poorly machined products. And yeah, so I I stock OEM ones as much as I can and then bring them to my local axle guy who like CNC overbores them. So. Oh, nice. He's the man. I I got a good dude locally and he uses whatever grease I give him to. Nice. Yeah, because I've known a lot of people uh, like to rebuild the OEM axles with, like, the red line grease. And that seems yeah, to yeah. give, like, pretty good success. As for me, I, I guess since I'm really slow, um, the Rock Auto $45 shipped uh, special has still been working for two years. That so. is so cheap. <laughs> so cheap. I mean, they're all hit or miss. Like, you can get a good one from anywhere, right? Yeah. It's just just a matter of if like you know if it was done right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think uh, the the only thing that's failed on the long shaft uh, axle that I have is uh, the boot. It just like sprayed out grease and that was it. But outside of that, yeah. it didn't click click or do anything yeah. weird. There, there's like the old school trick of taking like a WD forty straw, yeah, and like sliding it against the the shaft of it to make sure you can vent that boot. But yeah. 
Yeah, still kind of hit or miss with that. Also, probably depends on grease and depends on tolerances mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hondas are dumb. <laughs> They're dumb, but so many other cars are way dumber. I mean. I know you. They're at least to... they're intuitively dumb. Like they're easy to work on dumb. Yeah, and they're fun to drive dumb. That that is true. I you know um, I know you've hit on it on your podcast, but most new cars don't suck. Like you and me are from the generation that you could drive a car that actually did suck. Like from the factory, oh, you're yeah. just like, man, this thing does not feel good. Like this is uh, kind of dangerous kind of driving. Yeah. Like nothing today is as bad as like a Chevy Corsica <laughs> from '91. Like that that level of bad doesn't exist anymore. No, it, it feels like everybody started just like copying like the at least on the front wheel drive scene, uh, the way that like a good Volkswagen GTI drives with the McPherson yeah. strut, and they all kind yeah, of or like drive a Honda like Fit or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like there's so many good options now, you know. Yeah, and and they they all drive good and they're all like semi reliable. They're not like mm-hmm. impossible to work on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cars are better now. Cars yeah. are way better. I did, I, I did pull a transmission out at our Honda Meet event a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. And I hadn't I hadn't done a, a trans swap in a while. My buddy Tom, the guy who got me into wheel to wheel racing, mm-hmm. um, like 15, 20 years ago, he. He he shows up to our Honda Meet event every t- every year, and does like a test and tune for his next SCCA event, right? Okay. And he has his ITA CRX at this one, which is like a stone stock ninety nice. one SI CRX, and uh, just with cage and all that stuff. But and it's like pissing fluid out of the diff. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on, Tom? So I found him an axle seal at like a local Honda hoarder guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy Joe Coster's like he's got all the parts. Um, and so we put a new seal in it and that wasn't the case. Turns out something's wrong in the diff and like the axle's jumping up and down half an inch. We didn't realize it. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's like an ancient diff from like the late nineties, wow. some custom jabber. I don't know. Um, so we did, a, we did a trans swap overnight and I forgot how fun these cars are to work on. They're so easy. The <laughs> <laughs> axles are so easy. Me and Richard from England did the swap in like an hour and a half in the dark. Nice. The yeah, I, I have to say, like, now that I can uh, speak to uh, rebuilding a transmission, or rather uh, putting a diff in a, in a final drive in a transmission, a D-series, um, looking at that, and even the B-series, the way that the reverse uh, shift selector looks like, um, the D-series are pretty simple in, mm-hmm. in comparison to that. And Yeah, the trannies are actually a little wider, because of the bore spacing and the D is smaller, you know? Oh. So there's just a little bit more room in, like, the same packaging. So just a little bit more stack height and stuff. So. That's true. Oh. That's yeah. The engines are just smaller on a D. They just yeah. literally are. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So since we're talking about the West Michigan Honda Meet, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, that's something that I uh, really know very little about. So I know you guys have been doing this uh, event for a while. Um, and this is at Gingerman? Yeah, it's our original event. Um, we we started doing it in two th- it's probably 2000, 2001, I forget. What it, this is our 23rd mm-hmm. year of doing it, so whatever. Wow. I think we would have started in 01, then 01, yeah. 2, 3. Yeah, it would have been 01. Um, the first one was like in my buddy Chris and Luke's driveway. And mm-hmm. the second one was at a zoo, which is like a 50 car meet, you know? Sick. And the third one, we were like next to a river in some park. Uh, we played Frisbee. 
I remember that one specifically because I had an air horn off of JC Whitney <laughs> in my car. And every time somebody would look at my engine bay, somebody else would reach in and push the button. And they were like, Burp. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, and then in 04, we figured out you can rent a racetrack if you give them money. So Yeah. And then, so uh, this was our 20th year in a row of renting a racetrack. Nice. Pretty wild. So do you do any competition runs, or is this kind of like an open HPD uh, test? Um, it's pr- pretty much DE nowadays. Okay. We did a couple of years where VTech Club did like a Midwest round. Oh, okay. That's um, cool. And and then I think they got sick of flying or something, <laughs> and we, start, we started Grid Life, and so we're like, well, maybe we shouldn't have two different time attack events. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dwayne and some other dudes flew out for a couple of years, That's uh, sick. but, uh, pretty much, I actually, the Gingerman, Le- Gingerman record was held with, by Will All Young for a while with oh. a V-Tech club record. So, oh. um, so that was cool. But, yeah, uh, I think but yeah, still... now it's just like it, 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 that, that record, I think he broke again. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember. I think he broke it at grid life later. Okay. But yeah, it, but not by much. That was a a monster record like in 2016 or whatever yeah wow. will still has um i think uh the lap record at big uh button willow if i'm not mistaken yeah i believe he does and yeah. he didn't get that at i think he got that like their summer event not not at the actual finals so yeah. <laughs> gta really finals really impressive stupid fast car but. yeah but now, nowadays that event is just like a friday saturday sunday friday night five to nine we do like intermediate advanced back and forth and mm-hmm. then saturday sunday is like a beginner two run groups intermediate two run groups advanced and we just rotate and everybody gets too much track time and leaves by like two o'clock on sunday and then we do open track so oh man that's pretty rad we do a barbecue on saturday night do a raffle mm-hmm. and give away a bunch of junk nice. it's uh it's a good party too it's like it feels like a family reunion and like I used to think that it was like hard to put this event on until mm. we started doing festivals, and now it's just like this relaxing weekend for us. So. <laughs> You're great. Like, oh I man, it. I don't, I don't have to run around and uh, try and make sure that nobody uh, overdoses on stuff. Yeah, it's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, no music, no car show. Uh, oh. We're probably gonna, we're probably gonna like blend in like some, some meat element again, mm-hmm. trying to attract some you know, like some spectator crowd. We, we always get like a decent amount of spectators, but, Dope. um, we really, we really want to like pull, pull some of the, there's like a lot of good Honda builds in, in our area. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I, I would say so. Yeah. 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 We made, we made a lot of effort for that years ago mm-hmm. and, uh, now it's just kind of a D, so. mm-hmm. but we still have like five or 800 spectators, which was rad. That's dope. That's, uh, yeah, that's dude, cool. That's way more than you would get at a normal D like that's, Ooh, so, I mean, just a just a lot of people coming hanging out. That's so dope. So, obviously, I wanted to have you on the podcast because, of course, you know, I, I've I've been looking for someone doing like really dope track events over here at in the West Coast, and of course, you you came through um, a couple years back, starting <laughs> to make that long ass freaking flight so far. <laughs> Um, and you let me drive your car and you bought me tequila. We had a good time. Hey Amen. Like, Great. you know, and, and this is something that I always preach to people. It's like when somebody treats you well, uh, treat them better back. And like when you um, extended the 
invitation and then uh fed me and my buddy uh john from 91 octane i was just like bro like okay good like i'm 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 super happy to do it <laughs> i'm like yeah that was fun that's fun yeah great, we gotta great do it again at willow oh we we will we will so obviously you are coming back over to the west coast for the september 30th through october 1st at yep. willow springs and it's streets horse thief mile and balcony so yep. Yep. I, I know you you're excited to probably drive um what is it horse thief mile because i don't think you've driven it um, uh, i've only driven it in like a safety truck pulling a drift car okay but yeah we're, we're we're primarily doing drift on horse thief but mm. i think i think we're gonna do maybe a little session of grip cars up there too so nice that'll be fun I, i've yeah, done grip there and it's it's very reminiscent of like uh canyons which we're really famous for here in socal yeah you told me that a couple of years ago and you're like we got to you got to do it you got to do it and <laughs> we just hadn't had the hadn't had the ability to mm-hmm. i think we need to do it like hand-picked you know like get a get a bunch of drivers that are not scrubs <laughs> for that'll crash into each other <laughs> Some people um, that don't want to yeah. try hard. Yeah. Yeah, no tryhards. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get on Big Willow because there was a rental. Um, they they kind of made a mess of the dates this year. It mm-hmm. was really hard to get the dates. But uh, ended up getting a good September weekend on streets. So mm-hmm. look forward to that. And streets always sells better for us there. I don't know why. Yeah. Sense, you, you know what? We, we, we've touched on this um, just with my circle of friends. I love Big Willow. Big Willow mm-hmm. is one of my favorite tracks here. Same. And I've only driven it in your car. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, uh, when I heard you guys were coming back, I'm like, dude, I'm psyched to go up up to Big Willow. I'm like, I'll bring my car. I'll let you drive again. And then we could have uh, more uh, stay in it conversations uh, going into turn eight, even though it's yeah, got a new. Dude, turn eight Oof. is so sneaky. <laughs> It's just, there's no way it's that easy to drive. And I'm like, okay, I'm probably going to go 28 miles an hour faster. Should I? <laughs> Every lap. Yeah. I mean, you're, you were moving to be, to be quite fair. I mean, I'll, I'll I think think I only did five laps, but there's more there. Oh no, for sure. I mean, <laughs> then, Tomo, then Tomo Gorman Tomo. goes through like <laughs> 10 seconds faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Tomo's not human. <laughs> no, he's kind of fake. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I I actually just finished doing a test, and it's been the first time that I've ever gotten loose on turn nine, and that was terrifying. (laughs) I bet. Did did you get a tank slapper or no? No. So what happened was, um, so I think uh, since you drive an underpowered front-wheel drive, you would appreciate this. So I was trying to take uh, turn nine in fifth gear. But mm-hmm. as you well know, in uh, D-Series, fifth gear is just super highway econo uh, gear. Yeah. So in order to make that turn, to have like the torque to pull me into the apex, I need to go <laughs> really fast. And yeah. if you're you not going... You sing it out in fourth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in fifth going into turn, uh, turn eight. So mm-hmm. there's like a little section where I try to slow down and I, I just overslowed the car. And I didn't have enough oomph to get me back into the apex. And it was pogging out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it compressed, and then it like it, it it just like tracked out. And I I wish I had like video or like picture of something 
uh, of like how the rear end looked because I swear like half of the tire must have been like floating off the edge of the uh, track because I went like yeah I think I got it up to like your steering position if it's like 10 and 3 I got it up to almost like my right hand almost went to the 12 o'clock range uh, trying to like hold it in there and I'm like please don't go off here I know this this is bad oh that would be bad yeah, that is bad. That's one of those. There's weird. like boulders everywhere and cactus and like dead bodies. The place has never been groomed. <laughs> no, that that you you are not exaggerating on any of that. Yeah. I mean, big rocks. Yeah, and sometimes chunks from the asphalt there. Yeah, but well, it's old asphalt. But good news. Um, I heard recently through the Vara Association the. What is it? The Vintage Auto Racing uh, Association that they're yeah. gonna repave the entire track. Oh man! So so the, everybody's like in California, like, oh, Big Willow is so rough. And it's not. <laughs> Everything in the Midwest is rough. Big Willow is so smooth. <laughs> it's not rough at all. Dude, but, uh, turn eight is yeah. rough though, like, cause you're going no, so it's, fast. No, and it's, it's not. Bu- it's, it's so bouncy. It's not rough at all. It's so it's not bouncy. Rough at all. You don't know what rough is. All right, what, what's the bounciest track that you guys have done? Um, there's a lot. <laughs> Probably so. Autobahn, uh, Autobahn is Autobahn Country Club in Chicago. It's it's on the south side of Chicago, uh-huh. like far far south, but it's in the middle of an industrial park. Mm-hmm. And so they can run cars all day long, every day. Big supercars. All the members have Ferraris and Vipers and mm-hmm. X Cup cars and all these things, you know. So everybody's got brand new Hoosiers all the time. So every day, it's like a Ferrari and Porsche and Viper lapping day, and it's built on a bit of a swamp. Oh boy! And so all the braking zones get washboardy, like pretty crazy washboardy. Wow! They did for a while. It was about ten years old at the time. This is like five, six years ago. Uh huh. Ten years, eight years ago, maybe. And there was like I had to slow down at the one, and then coast from like the two to the five because it was so bumpy that the car would get crossed up and start to spin like it was so bumpy it was just like like and then like your your visor would fall down on your helmet and like you couldn't hang out of the steering wheel it was wild that's wild gingerman was kind of bumpy before the repave they did a repave like four or five years ago it's got a good base to it but Hmm. we get all this freeze thaw you know Mm -hmm. um and so that, that upsets the, the pavement and stuff. But, but like Big Willow is built on the side of a rock. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't even need a base. The base is rock. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that pavement's got to be 50 years old, though. Oh, like, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. Do you know if it's even ever been repaved? Because it doesn't seem like it has. So I know that they threw a slurry on it for yeah. uh, the Ford v. Ferrari movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, I mean, as far as, and I could be wrong, but... It might be original. It might yeah. be the same asphalt that Ken Miles and Carol Shelby did. Um, yeah, 70-year-old asphalt. Yeah, it's wild. It's it's one of the oldest dedicated road courses in the world, country. I know it's in the country. It's like yeah. the second oldest in the country, I think. But yeah. Maybe it's the oldest. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. It's I mean, one of the oldest. I know that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I can imagine, like, some places, like, in Europe or England that may have been. Um... Yeah, there's some stuff in England that's from the 20s, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I think there's a couple in Germany that are that old, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, some of our oldest stuff is like 40s, 50s. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I I was shocked how not bumpy it was, though. Like it's not that bumpy, <laughs> but it's, it's still not. pretty scary. I I still maintain that like going the transition between eight and nine yep. is is pretty freaking intimidating. And I remember it hearing. Very uh, I remember hearing like uh, Jackie Dean talk about it in his super, and he was like, "Man, <laughs> that was that that was definitely something." Uh, well, he, he's also probably going like. Oh yeah, a hundred and fifty. Yeah, that is scary like, fast. I, like he's probably actually going hundred, hundred forty to hundred fifty there, right? Yeah, like it's insanity. Yeah, the car's so fast in a straight line. Yeah, because I, I think in my silver Civic, and mind you, that thing weighs like three thousand pounds and only has a hundred and eighty wheel horsepower. Yeah. Um, we I think Tomo got it up to one fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like one ten or one eighteen or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So Jackie's gone every bit of like 140 plus. Oh yeah, for it's sure. It's got to be terrifying. It, it, it for sure is. Yeah. So another yeah. track that you guys are doing, and you know, I I can't imagine you guys doing a a better track than this one is Laguna Seca, October it's... 20th to 21st to 22nd. Um, and I know it was a really cheap track day because, you know, you know, you, you, you got most expensive place we've ever rented <laughs> because you, you, you of course had to deal with the sound restrictions and, you know, they, mm -hmm. they give those away like those, of uh, no, no decibel rating. Uh, uh they definitely day. don't. <laughs> They're very expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three days at Laguna Sega is a couple of my houses, like a couple. It's so mm -hmm. expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also like a prime weekend of the year. Um, yeah, they moved a different event. Uh, they actually like kicked them out, and they've been wow. courting us a little bit, off wow. and on for the last five years. So, um, yeah. yeah. So we got we got a good weekend. And this is the first time you guys are going to be doing an actual festival because besides the. Yeah. This uh, Laguna one, the closest festival was uh, Pike's Peak uh, for us West yeah. Coast people. Which is a good party. Like Pike's Peak was one of the best places to throw a festival. Yeah, The track is track is getting a little too beat up. Um, mm -hmm. When you're talking about bumpy and mm -hmm. falling apart, that place isn't that bumpy, but it is falling apart. It's 30-year-old asphalt that gets freeze and thaws. Mm -hmm. Um Every morning you'd have to like go pick up the rocks and the rocks were fist sized Ouch. and that was, and they used to be asphalt and that stuff kind of freaked me out a little bit. We had to have a section paved the day before Ooh. our event last year because it was just coming Too apart. Bad. But yeah, yeah. it was a good place to throw a party though. What a great place. That sounds awesome. I, I mean, I only wish that there was an opportunity uh, for you guys to do, um, triple a speedway because i i figured that would be like such an amazing spot to do something cause... is that which one's triple a auto club yeah but it's gone now. okay yeah yeah is it done for sure oh 100 percent. i thought it was still like sort of working so nasa did i believe the last event out on the big track and when we were yeah. there we could see the bleachers and the grandstands being torn apart Okay, so, so it's totally being redeveloped now. Yeah, I think uh, the idea is that they're essentially going to break everything down and commercial real estate, just like yep. shops and whatever. 
Because I mean, it, it's, it's it's sad, but it's kind of going the same way as the uh, the old Riverside um, yeah. Raceway. Because now that's like the Ontario Mills Mall or something like that. I, I'm not sure. But the the other day we were we're sitting in uh, the Grid Life Warehouse office area, mm-hmm. and so we got like four TVs that make one TV, mm-hmm. and we always have vintage racing playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where is this race? What is this? It was like the 1986 something in California's NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and our buddy Pete, who works grid a lot, he was, he happened to be there. We were throwing a party that, that night for, it was the Thursday before the NASCAR Chicago race. And so we're getting ready for the party and Pete shows up and he's like, Oh, this is Riverside, I think. And we looked it up and, it was the last big race at Riverside, I think. Mm-hmm. And that track looked amazing. Like, oh, yeah. holy cow. It looked great. But I kind of wish I was 20 years older and could have raced that place. But, <sighs> yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know, man. Like, you know, we, we're we of the age, I think, that we have, like, our toes kind of dipped into two different genres. Like, most of, yeah. I, I mean, it goes it goes without saying that most of the people in NASA are older, and I'm the younger person in there. I remember um, when NASA was the young people. <laughs> now they're all like fifty five and sixty. Yeah, but yeah. like, but twenty I, years ago, yeah, they were thirty. <laughs> yeah, they were thirty. Um, and you know, now I see like a lot of the uh, track culture that's coming up with like smaller uh, organizations, and I just see how how more accessible things are. I mean, we've talked about like the 200 treadwear war, like back in the day, it was the Azanis and that was it. Like some people would spend the money for the Michelin pilot sports tires. And that was it. Like the 615 K's like that. um, That was iconic for Hondas. Like you had those, you were like badass shit. There was also like the Kumho Victor racer. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was what was it the V seven twenty, and this is like in like oh this is like oh five to oh seven. Yeah. And then yeah, it was in like the the Hoosier mm-hmm. S something oh four. That was like the precursor to like the R six, which is now the R seven. And wasn't but, there yeah, a Yokohama like, one? Like some people had like a Yoko, uh, Yoko like a Japanese one that had like the weird strip. Because it was on like there, there was, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, and then there was also the RA one was like the first mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. accessible R compound. Um, when was that? That was probably early two thousands. Yeah, because I yeah. do know that when Honda Challenge started out, um, yeah. they switched over to the Toyos, and yeah, like the RA one was like stuff that uh, like Jackie, shout out to her. Um, she, the, they started running out there, and those lasted a good yeah. while, and those were pretty good competition yeah. tires. When it first started, Honda Challenge was open tire. Yeah. Um, and then NASA took the rule set and kind of like started selling it, mm-hmm. and that's, then they went spec tire. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I guess the first couple of seasons were, were pretty wide open and semi-like magical feeling. Yeah. I wish I was around. I, I, was, I was on Honda Tech watching it. Um, but... Yeah, my kind of my right hand guy in GLTC, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Giles, is the guy who started it. Nice. And he he tells a lot of tales of the first couple of years. <laughs> so, I, I'm gonna have uh, to reach out to Scott Giles then. 
I can hook you up. He's a, he's a good dude. Him and uh, Carl, uh, they they started it, and then NASA took the rule set. So yeah, and they ran with it national. So yeah, yeah. He might not have the best pro NASA story, <laughs> but it would be a story. Look, I I just want to hear stories, and you know there there are some stories that you know they represent that uh, spot in time, and you shouldn't be yeah, ignoring sure. it just because you know something negative happened it's like okay let's figure out why that was negative and let's not do this again and well they they actually like started out just just buying time from like the local nasa region Mm -hmm. and because they were like hey we need two hours in a weekend can Mm -hmm. we buy that from you (laughs) and then nasa was like yeah we need money (laughs) (laughs) and uh that's how the challenge started Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah, super uh, super cool like builds back in the day too. You know? Oh yeah. Like everything was so new and fun. So. Yeah. yeah especially like for, for me, it was definitely like Andy Hope's build that got oh, featured yeah. in all of the, and again, not, not to promote uh, the podcast in, in the podcast, but I, I got him first. I got him first. I did. <laughs> I met him last year. Where was it? He was at Pike's peak mm-hmm. with, um, Who's the guy with the really, really nice EK? What's his name? Oh. I'm blanking. He's been to like all of our California events and he came to Pikes Peak. Dang. What is his? And like I can picture him. But uh-huh. I can't remember what his name is. I can remember what his Instagram name is. <laughs> uh, yeah, really, really nice white EK. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like R something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool guy. Yes. Yeah, Super nice build too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, Andy, Andy came with him, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I met him last year. Seemed like a good dude. So, yeah, yeah. No. His build, it's like that CRX was so cool. Yeah, that was it, so it, cool. It, that livery was amazing. The livery was like just, uh, I don't know. He he nailed it on that spot in terms of like marketing wise. Like right. people knew that car, and it was just publicized on all of the major uh, magazines for that. So yeah. Did I ever tell you, you know, he built that prelude too, right? Oh, yeah. Um, with Hasport. Did I yeah. ever tell you that I drove that and I broke it? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Brian from Hasport brought it to mm-hmm. our Hanumid event three, four years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago. And, uh, and he's like, hey, uh, take it out and try to set some hot laps. And um, I blew the transmission. <laughs> No, but it must but have been it going. It, it must must have been going because again, you drive D series stuff with like turbos, so I imagine you're not like in a super hot boy shifter where you're just slamming gears and whatnot. No, I wasn't beating on it. It just like I think it was like there was something crazy about the trans at the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, it's like a four five six super super tight ratio. Oof. You're gonna be in four five six. And it's like a five hundred horsepower turbo cat." <sighs> Um, and, or maybe it was one, two, three, three. It was like, it was, I was using ratios that I didn't expect to use. And Gingerman huh. would be like a three, four, five. Okay, okay. And I think I was in a four, five, six. Oh, wow. Like a lot of shifting, but like you're in all the upper gears. Okay. And I, I would imagine that was a lot of shaft flex or something. Uh, it was something weird, but okay. yeah, just all of a sudden, like it didn't have like a fifth and a sixth or <laughs> something. <laughs> But it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on dead and like dead old BFGs. <laughs> Took like oh, two man. laps to get any kind of heat into them. <laughs> that car was fast. It was fun. So f- 
for Laguna Seca, it's also one of one of the things that's going to be amazing about that uh, race is that you're going to have your first ever West Coast GLTC race. Yeah, yeah. Um, the and it's almost sold out too. Uh, we're, oh yeah, I, I, I mean the whole the, we're in the mid forties right now. The the whole point, uh, I think that I reached out to you. I'm like, hey, let me have you on so that hopefully we could get a couple of the road racers here to help you sell out the event. And then uh, tickets went live, and like in a couple hours, all the time attack stuff went away. <laughs> yeah, we we got a big field, right? <laughs> we got a big GLTC field as well. So that's so dope um, and i'm yeah, pretty pretty stoked about it yeah so have you been I, to laguna before i was there 10 years ago okay. and i didn't drive it but i did i like walked every square and stopped around the entire paddock you know nice um walked the entire place but my wife actually won she won tickets on a radio oh, okay when the radio was a thing to see huey lewis in the news oh boy <laughs> So, and uh, she won them and because she was in the pool of people that had won them in Chicago. So we like, went to the beach and saw he would lose in the news in Chicago. Hi. And then a couple of days later, she got a call that she had won him to fly to San Francisco. Nice. So we just extended the trip a little bit, went to Pebble Beach, like drove the crazy roads out there, uh-huh. uh, drove to Laguna Seca, you know, did all kinds of stuff. So. Dude, that's so yeah, dope. That's a fun trip. And you saw, of course, the campgrounds that are up on the hill that look down to the track and whatnot. Yeah, so cool. It, it is honestly, um, we had our nationals there, uh, the most recent one, and honestly, yep. dude, I think it's such a dope track. And there's uh, there's a lot to love about that place. Yeah, and I mean, uh, since you and me are both going to be there, we can we can go crawfishing uh, afterwards because there's always a lot of crawfish there. Um, <laughs> yeah there is. what about moose soup does anybody make that oh there? man <laughs> again the five people that know this stuff mm-hmm. yeah. oh um, man yeah it, it's uh it's an intimidating prospect though. yeah i i mean dude like and, and this is yeah, the uh, the thing that I can be driving Laguna Seca for the first time. Your mom's in the fucking stands. Like everything <laughs> is so intimidating. You don't want to disappoint mom. It's gonna be amazing. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> uh so the breakdown for for the GLTC race at Laguna Seca is gonna be like uh kind of your normal breakdown where it's like friday race or is it going to be saturday yes so our our festival format this year for our six festival rounds is a little bit different um friday saturday are like the spectator days namely saturday Mm -hmm. and so sunday is just kind of like de it's the last chance time attack round first thing in the morning Mm -hmm. um but then friday saturday are you know practice for time attack practice for gltc uh, time attack qualifying, which is all still like standard time attack format, but mm-hmm. and then GLTC qual, GLTC race one, and then Saturday is race two, three, and four. So it's a Saturday's oh. a big day in GLTC. Okay, so they're, they're spread with like two to three hours each each session, but yeah. yeah. And those are like live stream focused. Those mm-hmm. days are like they're pretty much like all killer, no filler, mm-hmm. so that the stream looks good. So. 
they're and, busy. They're and really then in busy. Terms of like the actual festival, that's uh, Saturday night or Friday night. Um, yeah. So the only problem, oh boy, is we can't go till midnight. Okay. So music, I think music. Our curfew is at nine. Okay. Um, so it'll be a little bit more like car show and okay. meat focused. Um, a lot of vendors, food trucks, a lot of stuff to see, and then uh, probably you know DJ stuff, and then we're probably working. To, we, at Midwest Festival, we always do a silent DJ, mm-hmm. uh, which is like everybody puts headphones on. And it's like a quiet club. It's oh, rad, actually. It's fun to watch. And it, so we'll probably end up doing something like that as well at night. So okay. some of that's all TBD still though. Yeah. Nice. So everybody will be listening to Garth at that time. That's dope. Yeah, gotta get the gotta get the uh, the old the, the old uh, steel guitar playing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or or what is it? Uh, Rick Gaines or Nick Gaines? Uh, what was his uh, alter? Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris yeah. Gaines. Yeah, the, Chris there we go. That, that's definitely what it is. Is Chris Gaines? Yeah, his alternate ego, uh, emo weirdness from '99, <laughs> <laughs> whenever that was. Oh, so dope! Yeah. Oh man, so are you going to be able to drive at the Laguna one? I mean, I feel like you need uh, to. I mean, you already bought like several houses to get there. <laughs> I'll, I'm not taking my Civic. Um, oh no, for, taking. Yeah, yeah, that's, we're going to have. We we have two eBay fits, the eBay Motors fits. Oh, okay. Uh, and so we'll be doing some eBay Motors content. Nice. Uh, and then, like uh, influencers and YouTuber things and stuff, like doing head-to-head battles, probably. That's and dope. so I'll probably have to I'll have to do some verification that those cars drive well, and that might be several sessions. <laughs> So, well, I mean, you, uh, you you know, it takes a while to figure out, and then you want to look at like where potential issues are. You want to feel it you, out. You're gonna have to, yeah. You're gonna have to make sure, you know. Yeah, check the <laughs> paths for brake fade, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just exactly. do a, do a few sessions in a row, right? <laughs> uh, so we'll have those out there, and uh, I'm hoping, like, hope of all hopes, that I can somehow squeeze into like GLTC race four. In like a borrowed or rented car, but I don't have any other plans. Damn. We'll see. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah, because they just did some uh, repavement at uh, Laguna, so it's Mm -hmm. taking like some of the scarier parts, um, giving a little bit more cushion. I've heard that it got a little wider in some spots, yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely going to be very helpful. Yeah, they repaved right before we did a site visit. I didn't. I didn't go out. Chris and Trisha and Charlie did, mm-hmm. but they were out there planning all the, all the festival things. And uh, I believe it was just done the pavement Sick. right before then. Oh man, so you you must be super hyped about that. I mean, uh, look, pretty nervous actually. <laughs> well, I'm terrified. I... I I mean, like, I know from listening to, of course, the Slip Angle podcast that there's always, like, the stress about whether or not you're going to break even. And knowing that you sold out the time attack so quickly, I'm sure that's, like, one less thing that you have to, uh, you know, not stress about. It definitely helps. Definitely mm. helps. Yeah. Yeah, it I takes mean, a little bit of the stress out. But yeah, Slip Angle Podcast brought to you by FB Autosport, Apex Pro, Firelabs, Tolos, and Yaspeed. There you and go. The there you go. <laughs> you you got you to gotta sell, man. I mean, there's a reason why you have live stream like that that's uh, really, really good. 
So yeah, the, the uh, yeah the, the event will probably like the car culture there is so good. You know, like everybody's got a Radwood car. Everybody's got a freaking old Porsche. They got all kinds of red Hondas. Mm-hmm. Like we just need to get the word out to all the people mm-hmm. that they all should come to Laguna Seca that weekend, and, I, and we'll have the best weekend. So, yeah, I, um, I've been telling everybody that I know that they need to go to Laguna Seca for the festival, and I, I know there's like a couple people that uh, really want to make sure that they're a part of that. I, yeah. yeah. The so we we had we did this event at Lime Rock last year, mm-hmm. and Lime Rock is you know it's like the it's like the Laguna Seca of the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It's legendary. It's old. Uh, it's also got like it, pre- previously it had this like unapproachable air to it. You know. Yeah, it's got which like is a, sort of Laguna intimidation Seca. factor. I could see that. Yeah, like it. The events that they host are catered to you know the not me. They're catered to like a different generation, or they were, mm-hmm. and they really wanted us to, you know, bridge the do gap. something for yeah to to kind of find something in the middle, and that's sort of what we're hoping for with Laguna Seca, mm-hmm. um, to really to build an event that we like our generation, like thirties to forties down into the twenties, like mm-hmm. anybody car curious, you know, they would show up and not feel like they were out of place, and yeah. like. Yeah, this is the best the best cars and coffee you've ever been to, and there's cars on the racetrack, and there's DJ, and there's car show, and there's a great food truck or ten. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the hope. Yeah, and I mean, um, dude, like Laguna is so great because it's not in the middle of nowhere. I mean, most yeah. <laughs> most racetracks are like, okay, now you have to drive like an hour where you just like see a cow or something else, you know, kind of like Big Willow where yeah. you're driving out there and you're like, way. damn, this is where they film Breaking Bad where they hit the bodies. Like, Jesus. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little methy feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that is most racetracks. Yeah. Like almost all of them. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of racetracks. <laughs> it I almost know. never fails. I know. And I mean, yeah. coming up soon, you're you're going to be going to uh, New Jersey? Yeah, we've got New Jersey this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually not going to that one. It's the first first Fulger Life event that I've ever, that, that I've ever missed. What? Yeah, wow. it's the first one that I've ever missed. Wow. It's not going to have the Jabay touch? That's... No, the, well, I've been... I've been cloning myself. I got some good. I got some good stuff now. <laughs> yeah, you you are, and, and not to blow smoke up up your butt, but I've seen it um, at Willows uh, multiple times. You know, there there are some people who who talk about like, oh, I want to do what Grid Life does and all this stuff, and want to imitate. But it's like, I I I've talked to like smaller groups and i told them like you should see like adam at streets like he's doing tech picking up differentials off on the omega corner <laughs> literally from, off of the side of the track uh freaking uh dealing with uh people who register super late and having to deal oh. with like refunds all what is it one. with california missing the driver's meeting no, no, no. We're, we're, we're talking about the, the that, that that's just culturally. We're, we're lazy like that. <laughs> um, but we're, we're talking about like, um, what was it? There was a, a guy who showed up and he like literally just bought it like the day of, which 
yeah. Yeah, you had to, like, figure out, as you're also gritting cars, and it's like, dude, like, mad respect for the amount of, you know, like, you, you give a shit about the events. and I think, like, the biggest thing that when I was going to events years ago, and I was just a, you know, I was relatively fresh. Mm-hmm. This is, like, 18 years ago, 20 years ago. It's like I never felt welcomed and mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody and mm-hmm. I never wanted at any of our events like for anybody to feel like they couldn't talk to like any person. Yeah. And so like that's the biggest thing that we try to we try to be welcoming, we try to be we try to do a good driver email beforehand. We try mm-hmm. to have as much FAQ as we can. Mm-hmm. But also like whenever Mr. Confused shows up, yeah. uh like yeah, we try to fix the problem and best weekend ever is like, that's always the, that's always the goal. Like it doesn't yeah. always happen, but it almost always does. Somebody comes up to me and is like, Oh, that was the best weekend I've ever had. <laughs> and usually I'm like, man, I don't know how you think that, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> Cause I had to deal with all of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I now, mean, like, we've been really building up a good team though. So, yeah. I mean, you, you, you guys, you guys do a, a good job, man. Like you guys uh, try, and you know, that's always something that you you can you can see uh, with organizations that don't last very long. It's it's a lot of work. It's not easy. It's not that's definitely not the funnest part of throwing an event is uh, dealing with all of that stress, and then you add in racers and competition and people being upset about uh, you nerfing their car or whatever. Oh. <laughs> it happens once in a while yeah yeah the, the the racer ego is like an evil terrible thing <laughs> and it ruins the hobby yeah and so yeah we try to we try to run and hide from the racer ego and mm-hmm. pretend that uh that's fun still <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's not fun but it usually is Right. Yeah. yeah, we're we got New Jersey coming up, and then we we're we're doing a partner event with uh, NASCAR at Road America, which is gonna be wild. Uh, that um, that is so dude, dude, like that yeah. is so freaking awesome. Like, so G- GLTC and Time Attack, one well, one run group of Time Attack. We only have you know so much time in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, along with Porsche Career Cup, we'll mm. uh, support the NASCAR Xfinity race, which is rad. That is so dope. I mean, like, dude, and you know, I, I got to credit Ryan Eversley for really opening me up to uh, understanding how dope NASCAR is and like having more respect for what they do. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. so I started off, I mean, I'm a hot boy JDM uh, guy. So I always looked at that as like, oh, cars are dumb. They, they're only making left turns, like whatever. But seeing like the skill that it takes and then when they do road courses that's so freaking dope um yeah, yeah. and the stories behind it is is just like so awesome and you know that's really our uniquely american race uh series and it's withstood for so long yeah did, did did you happen to watch the chicago race i saw some of it like the highlights uh turns it it was so fun to watch because so you know I, i'm a cheap ass i'm not gonna buy any subscription for stuff or whatever i think, whatever it, was, I think it was on nbc yeah but i mean i don't but i don't know if i have that i mean nobody I, I knows where real tv is anymore no i, I didn't like, know it, i didn't know if i had it either <laughs> i was like is it on youtube is it streaming all right cool i, I can watch yeah. some of this they, they really did a really good job though um, yeah it uh were you at that 
Uh, yeah, I went, went down. Took I took my daughter Emma down there on Saturday. So dope. She hated the noise. She oh, hated cool. the lines. Uh, she loved the hot dogs and the free McDonald's. <laughs> so that was cool. And we had like these crazy VIP tickets, um, and so I didn't know cool. how much they were because mm-hmm. I didn't pay for them. Mm-hmm. And like they were like Monaco F one cost. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and uh, so we could kind of go wherever we wanted, which is rad. But that's so um, dope. and then Sunday, uh, the the cup race, like we had the worst worst weather, and oh, then yeah, my basement sucks. flooded, and then the highway no. flooded. No, and so I, my basement wasn't bad. It was just like you know an inch of water in one corner, but that was like the finished corner. Of course. So I spent like two hours cleaning that up, and then the highway was flooded and blocked, so I couldn't get to the city. Tight. And then, like my buddy who I was going with, he got down there like mm-hmm. an, half an hour into the race. So I ended up watching the cup race because of the weather. But um, yeah, I was re- really impressed with uh, with what NASCAR did there. It was, I think, it was the highest rated NASCAR race in six years. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was pretty, pretty well. dope. I mean, it, it did suck for some of the drivers out there that understeered into the tire walls and they got stuck. Like and some of them did it four times. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that, and I was like, "Whoa, dude!" Poor, like, the poor Baconator, <laughs> dude, man. And, and it's so wild to like see him like throw it in reverse and just like light those tires up, and it's like he can't get out. It's like, no. dude, just. 5,000 pounds of, of wet tires on top of <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, it was, oh, it was a, it was a cool, uh, like it was a really cool vibe in person. Like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, yeah. And I, I remember way better than I thought it would be. I remember the last, uh, couple like battles for, for the end of the race that there were great. like, there were like actually swapping spots where I was like, Oh yeah. It had like real V8 supercar, uh, vibes to it. Yeah, those that's kind of what those cars are nowadays too. It's yeah, a, yeah, they're they're really that's the most similar thing mm-hmm. is the is the Australian V8 supercar. Yeah, with the center lock and the sequential and the blah 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 blah. Yeah, dude, that that's pretty wild, so... pretty wild series nowadays. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to give uh, NASCAR the credit for trying and doing things that are kind of uncomfortable, like street circuits and. Uh, more road courses like I, i'm about it I, I think it's dope yeah yeah we're looking forward to seeing what xfinity does at road america i'm yeah. hoping i'm hoping that a grid lifetime attack car sets ftd over the weekend and it probably shouldn't be too hard <laughs> can you imagine showing up with like uh some turbo four cylinder or turbo six and something and they're like yeah that's never like i like i really want to hear someone say like oh that thing's never gonna go faster than like our nascar cars and then just see like a freaking blistering lap time with like 200 treadmill tires i think jackie ding's time there from two years ago with us uh-huh. i think it's like 15 seconds faster than xfinity <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's like a lot <laughs> I don't know if it's faster than Carrera Cup though. Carrera Cup is pretty fast. Yeah, but then again, Jackie's car got him thirty miles to the gallon. I think uh, driving from like what was it like? uh, He drove it from NJMP to Mid Ohio. Yeah, so (laughs) and then won our Mid Ohio event. Yeah, he's just because he had won. Yeah, he had won the NJMP event with GTA like so handily (laughs) that he's like, I'm just gonna go win Grid Life too. He's like, yeah, he ho- hold on. I'm going to take this from you also. <laughs> yeah, he had somebody following him like with his with his arrow. Like his splitter was in a Jeep. 
like following it. Like didn't even pick up the truck and trailer. That's so it's just cheaper to take the car. That's so gangster. That's so yeah. gangster. Yeah, Jackie throws down nowadays. Yeah, it's a, it's a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially now with that uh, M2 comp. Uh, what is it? The BMW that he's got with those electronic yeah. brakes. It's still scary to me. That's still scary. Those do scare me too. They kind yeah. of freak me out. Yeah, uh, I I don't trust electronics just because I've I've seen them fail so much. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You're not wrong. But then again, I, I've also seen hydraulic lines uh, fail like a lot. So way probably way more. Probably way more. Like yeah. Yeah, like way way more. <laughs> and then there's people that yeah. put in like a three-year-old brake fluid into their car, and then uh, you they know. They do that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you shouldn't bleed into the same looking bottle as you're using. <laughs> I've definitely done that. <laughs> How come my brakes don't work at all? <laughs> Oh, I almost I almost wrote my CRX off at Mid Ohio doing that. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, well, yeah. if you're ever in in the in like wanting to buy a CRX, I think someone recently posted in the SoCal Honda Challenge like region that they had a CRX that was like you know caged and ready to go for for sale. They just it just needs I, suspension. I do not want another one right now. <laughs> Right now, but I do want later. one someday. I'm uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty tied to my current hatchback, which is my original car. Yeah. I bought that 22 years ago. With the Subaru front bumper. It does have a Subaru front bumper. Yep. And Larry Chen featured it a couple of years ago. If you want to see it, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty stupid. Uh, I, I'm no. still like shocked that you guys uh, found a bumper that kind of lines up the right way yeah. with it. And yeah. 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 The the what's that, what's that generation? I think it's the it's GC8. Like, I think. Yeah, GC. Yeah, the the 2.5 RS from '98 mm-hmm. or whatever. That's that that front bumper like it lines up perfect. It's yeah. the same curve. It's the same width. It just extends into the wheel well a little bit too much. <laughs> and then you just dremel that part out, and you're good. Yeah, and then you make you got to make mounts of some sort, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I use a little uh, little. The little push button you know, oh, mounter fingers. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The and then yeah, for a bumper core, like I I used a fireproof uh, expanding foam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, put, basically built like a, an aluminum channel, the expanding foam, the the red fireproof stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it kind of makes like OEM bumper, like a bumper foam feel. Nice. That's actually yeah, really really good. smart. Yeah, gotta have that crash beam. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially nowadays with like your and my car getting so um so bespoke in terms of the OEM parts that like if you want that little foam thing so the bumper doesn't sag, that's a oh, good, good idea. Luck, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing to yeah. use that. Yeah, the, the foam, foam parts like don't exist anymore. Yeah, because they all got like freaking trashed. Yeah, I I made mine by like I made the bumper beam. Mm-hmm. I made a bigger bumper beam out of aluminum, mm-hmm. like three by three channel, you know, square stock or whatever. Yeah. And then kind of roughed it in place, taped it in place, a couple of rivets, and then laid it on the ground, taped up all the gaps, mm-hmm. and then like filled the, the cavity with that stuff. Worked pretty good. That's awesome. I did it on the back. I did it on the back as well. Nice. Nice. 
That's yeah. really dope. All the ghetto things. Got to learn those things. No, the the cost effect of things. The cost effect of things. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen good EF bumper foam since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's out there. You, you know, yeah. sometimes I get super lucky. I'm like in the junkyard looking for spare parts and I bump into what to me looks like somebody had this car for a long time and then it spun a rod bearing and they're like, yeah, it's going to cost yep. you like three grand to fix it. And they're like, yeah, we're going to junk it. And it's like uh, perfect, a, a beautiful looking, like I think recently I saw one of the, you, it's the EG four door that like baby blue that they had. Oh yeah. That's a good color. Dude. None of the fenders or doors were like super dented at all. It was all straight. And it was Jeez. just like, I popped open the hood, the AC lines and everything was still in there. The interior was still intact. And I'm like, fuck. We, so those cars are all gone. Yes. Yeah. Like they are just rotted <clears throat> out. Mm -hmm. They don't exist. Yes. Ever, anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I can still find, find them here in uh, SoCal. But it's getting harder and harder. Like, I have to search. They're getting old. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're like 30 years old now. If yeah, it's a 93. Just, like, if you think of, like, when, when they were made, Fuck. that that same car, like, vintage-wise, would have been, like, a 1960s car. <laughs> it's like a oh, 1963 God. car, which is a very, like, that kind of puts it in perspective. That's oh, getting yeah. to be old, man. Yeah, definitely. Just getting to be old. Oh. <sighs> man yeah we're old they man. might last but yeah but now like things like transmission parts are getting super rare and everything i mean yeah you you helped me out uh and thank you for that for that freaking um what is it the, the plastic piece whatever <laughs> that thing was yeah the oil guide for the uh counter shaft and yeah the part nobody thinks about you know? yeah and that was the part that i broke and eventually I think I'm one of the few people in, uh, I want to say in the U.S. that has new old stock, like five or six of those that were shipped out of this uh, uh, sketchy-ass Japanese website. And yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, as soon as it, it went through, I was like, oh, shit. Like, nice. I got. I ordered seven of them, and I'm like, I'm keeping them. I'm, I'm like, this. They're worth their weight in gold now. Yeah. And, and um, what was weird is, like, when I tried to buy it, they're like, we have to verify first and then come back. And anything from, like, Japan, the website's kind of shitty looking. And I'm like, man, my, <laughs> my identity is going to be stolen for sure. <laughs> so it's straight to Bulgaria for some miscellaneously <laughs> evil purpose. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it, it's legit. And now that I did right. that, I'm like, dude, if I can find anything that's, like, worth uh, money, I, I'll probably order it from that site again. Yeah. I, I was trying to pull, like, one of those out. Those are yeah. hard to get out. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm like, in my basement right now because uh -huh. the basement is, like, your house below your house mm -hmm. in Chicago. You guys don't have those much, I don't think. No. Uh, but, yeah, we, so we have a giant storage house below my house and uh i have 27 d-series transmissions down here because <laughs> that's how sick i am and i tried to pull two of them out and they're really hard to get <laughs> the little plastic piece you need it's mm -hmm. impossible yeah i found the easiest way to take them off without breaking them is to use the harbor freight uh slide hammer 
with oh, the, yeah, like two that. L's on it, but you shove something in the middle of it. I used a, what was it? What did I use? I think I was using a, um, like a die or it, it was a punch. There we go. It was a brass yeah. punch in between it. So they wouldn't clap together and break it. And two pulls, it came right out and I was able to get it in and off. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird little part that I've never even thought of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah bizarre. Adam, um, dude, um, thank you for giving me the time, giving me the opportunity to hang out with you, uh, both at Willow and Laguna Seca. I'm super excited to see you. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to do some hijinks. Um, I've been looking at some different tequila bottles because now I I, <laughs> I am going to take credit of uh, exposing the Jubei to a uh, good tequila instead of that, that shitty Patron fucking silver that everybody likes to drink, that freaking yeah. fire water that no one likes. I, I couldn't believe how good that bottle you gave me was. I so couldn't believe it. For anybody that doesn't know, um, we're talking about San Matias and you have to get the Añejo. Like, if you're Dude, not if so you're not good. messing with at least reposado, the aged stuff, it, it should look golden. That's good tequila. Don't come here with this silver stuff. Like, man, that's like that that's junk over there in Mexico. Like, nah. And, and like we had to fly out the next day. Mm-hmm. So me and probably four or five of my staff was were like, well, we should probably drink this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it, like it's so much better than cheap tequila. <laughs> It is not that expensive. It's not that expensive. Uh, for for Laguna Seca, I'm gonna bring you a, a again a cost effective bottle, nothing like ridiculous, but a good one, and we'll 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 have some fun. I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, always yeah. Uh, always good to always good to hear from you via text and, uh, <laughs> and the podcast sounds good, but. Dude, thank you a lot. Like it, it means a lot, and knowing that I've had um, people, you know, support me and help me out uh, when I've been starting out, and for even dumb little questions like that transmission bit, like you've always uh, been there and help help me out. So again, I'm reminding people if there's people out there that are helping you out and doing right by you, just do better by them, and you know. Um, yeah, pay it forward, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. a big fan of paying it forward. So thank you again, Adam. Thank you for yeah, uh, doing events over here. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing you out there. Um, yeah. Aside from that, yeah. I, I think people that's... can check it out at Grid Life Official mm-hmm. on the Instagrams and uh, Grid.life is the website. Yeah. And I think with that, guys, um, that's it for. Um, today and I'll see you next Monday. <laughs> I love the outro. <laughs> <laughs>